Reporting live from Washington, D.C., this is Music on Repeat, episode 12. This is Music on Repeat, a podcast where I talk to people about the songs that impacted their taste in music. You can find me on iTunes and Stitcher under the name Music on Repeat, or online and on Instagram at musiconrepeat.io. I'm your host, Susie Q. Welcome back. So I'm here in Washington on a work offsite, and I decided to take the opportunity to talk to some of my super talented colleagues about music. So today I have Isak with me. What's up? Welcome. Thank you. Can you introduce yourself for the fans? Yeah, of course. Obviously, my name's Isak. Obviously. Off. Yeah, obviously. I mean, if, if anyone saw you, they would just say <laughs> like, Oh, Isak. yeah. Oh, my God. You must be Isak. As I was saying earlier, I get like crazy anxiety yeah. trying to pronounce your name because it's spelled completely differently from how it's pronounced. Right. And so I say it in my head and then I'm like, that's wrong. And then I have to say it. Yeah, that's weird because my experience of people saying my name, I respond to any version Okay, so tell us how li- tell us how it's spelled first. Okay, I S H, a surprise H. Surprise H. A Q. Yeah. So like I shack. It is, looks like is how I yeah. say it in my it, head yeah, every I-shack. time I, it's on the paper. Plenty of people E shack, E shock, everything. Everyone assumes the S H. It's not an S H, but I understand. <laughs> it's fine. I can hear it. It's an Arabic name. Okay. So the idea is it's is hawk. It's like I S. So you're a hawk. Uh, is hawk like you're a hawk? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like trying to go along with it, but that's not true. But that is what it. So it's like it's a hard H. That's why the H is in there. But it's like Isaac in Arabic is is hawk. But in Spanish it's Isak. So in America I'm just Isak. Okay, well, welcome. Welcome to Music on Repeat, episode 12. It is a huge honor. Okay, so Isak and I work together. Mm -hmm. Isak is based in Austin. That's correct. And I'm in Barcelona, and Mm -hmm. we have some colleagues here in D.C., so that's why we're here. But Isak is not just an editor, Mm -hmm. which is his job title. That's my job, yeah. Day job. He's also a musician. That's true. A very... Talented. Thank you. <laughs> I, like, I appreciate that. I was gonna say famous, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not. Like, that's yeah, not that's true. true. But you will be Fact one day. Based, yeah. You will be one, one day. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is step one. This Music on repeat is step exactly. one. Exactly. So Isak, you have a band. It's called Brother Sports. Brother Sports. Yeah, it's me and my best friend's name's Anthony. Your bestie. Well, I don't say that, but but I can say you that. You can say that about us. That's fine. You and Tony are besties. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. What's up, Tony? It's a project that we've been working on for several years, and when we play live, there are five people on the stage, but when we write songs, it's just us two, and we get in the zone, and we have fun, we jam, and we figure stuff out, and it's a good time. His favorite band is The Strokes. Okay. He was steeped in The Strokes all growing up. That's okay. like where he like cut his teeth listening to Julian Casablancas, and so he kind of has that vibe. We like songs like that. I really love The Strokes, too. I also really like Tame Impala. So, so you guys are a like, fusion of the Strokes and Tame Impala. I mean, in yeah, your, like in, in a ideal in, world. In an ideal world, yeah. If we had like infinite money and also we were maybe 20,000 more hours worth of practice, that would be the 20, ideal. 20,000 hours. I yeah. mean, that. Well, the 10,000 hour thing, like the Malcolm Gladwell, like 10,000 hours to become a, an oh, expert in a thing. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, I need to be twice that in order to be because as good as I want to be. You're slow or. I'm <laughs> <laughs> extremely dumb, yeah. <laughs> So I need twice the time. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Thank you <laughs> for that. <laughs> okay. 
So there's like a three-prong reason mm-hmm. that I asked you to be on this podcast. Three, okay. The first reason uh-huh. is that the first iteration of this podcast oh, wow, yeah. was brainstormed in Austin at That's our last true. offsite. And it had nothing to do with music. Not at all. Yeah. It was a dating podcast. Yeah. But then I thought that's boring. Yeah. Well, you can only go so far with that. Yeah. It's just like kind of the same stories over yeah. and over again. I mean, again. everyone just dates really weird people. Yeah. Everyone so. has a hard time with that. Everyone's found the person or they haven't boring. or they're trying or they're right. not trying or they're okay. over it or they're not. Yeah. So then we thought that would be funny for like five minutes and yeah. then we moved on. The second reason is because you were my first karaoke. <laughs> that was like way longer than a pause. <laughs> dramatic, extremely dramatic. I'm like, whoa, what are you about to say? <laughs> you were my first karaoke partner. Oh, yeah. And we sang Outcast together. Yeah, we did. We attempted it. I, well, I mean, you did I great. I did yeah, great. I was just trying to find my spots where yeah. I could kind of, yeah, and find some sang, confidence. And we sang, what did we sing? We sang Miss Jackson. Ma- Miss Jackson, yeah. yeah. And the third reason is because you're in the band. And you're, you're a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both of those. I thought those that are not be... mutually exclusive. Yeah, I'm both. I mean, those are all very. Those legit are all legit reasons, reasons to have you on here. They brought us where we are today. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Um, so why don't we just play your first song? Oh yeah, let's do it and see where that goes. I love it. Yeah. Okay. I gotta testify. Come up in the spot, looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'ma touch the sky. Gotta testify, come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'ma touch the sky. Back when they thought pink polos are hurt the rock. Before Cam got the pop, the doors is closed. I felt like bad boy street team, I couldn't work the locks. Now let's go, take them back to the plan. Me and my mama hopped in that U-Haul van. Any pessimists, I ain't talk to them. Plus I ain't had no phone in my apartment. Let's take them back. Okay, Isak. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, mm-hmm. as soon as I put that song on, Isak was like, oh man, I love this song. Yeah. <laughs> as if he didn't choose it as one of <laughs> As if I just like chose a random song. Yeah, I kind of forgot. I like got lost in the world. I was like, oh shit, I love this song. Yeah, this is a good song. Okay, so that was, uh, well, I've never heard that song before. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you... I'm glad I could introduce you to yeah. a young man from Chicago named Kanye West. <laughs> Tell us what that was and why. Yeah, that was Kanye West. Love that song. Touch the Sky, 2005, late registration. I was in high school, good times. <laughs> that was my first favorite rap song. Okay. That I picked. When I was that younger, you yeah, when I was younger, I listened to the radio. I liked songs. I didn't really have like <laughs> very specific opinions about them. I'm like, oh, this kind of makes me feel good. But this was the first rap song that I was like, whoa. I was listening to like college, indie, rock kind of stuff. I was like spreading my wings, having my own taste. And I heard this rap song. I was like, whoa, I think this might be a favorite song of mine. I need to know everything about this song. I was like really into just looking stuff up about artists, what they've done before, who they've worked with, why they do what they do. I Googled this song. And I just started going down the rabbit hole of Kanye West. So you didn't know anything about Kanye before I didn't this song. know. Not enough. I mean, like, or like I, very little. Because this was his second album. So he had already come second, out with the first right, one, right. which was actually quite critically acclaimed. That's true. And That's true. So but that, yeah, it just kind of like missed me personally. I wasn't like, I didn't have my feelers out for that. Okay. I knew who he was. I knew that he worked with rappers, but I didn't know anything about him in terms of like what he was about. Like, what is his outlook on life? Okay. Which 
It's kind of a big deal for Kanye. Yeah, that's what drew me to him. I was like, oh, it's not just a rapper, which that sounds demeaning. Now, whenever I look back, I've spent so much time thinking about rappers. I'm like, oh, well, no one's just a rapper. But at the time, I had this very narrow point of view. And I was like, oh, rappers are just rappers, whatever. It was bullshit. So before that, you weren't really listening to rap. That's true. You were listening to other stuff. Mm -hmm. What were you listening to? I was listening to Death Cat for Cutie, Nothing But Love for Them. I was listening to Arcade Fire, mm-hmm. which I still love to this day. Awesome Canadian band. Yeah, of represent. course. Oh, yeah. There you go. I was listening to Block Party. Okay. I love Block... I mean, I love that album and the second album, but I was also getting fed a lot of my music in iTunes. There's like the radio section, or there was back in the day. Now we have Spotify. We can listen to everything. It's at our fingertips. Yeah. But at the time, the way that I found new music was I would just go through iTunes, listen to all the indie, alternative, college radio stations... And I would just be like, oh, cool, this song's nice, and let me go Google it. And then I would, like, go to the Wikipedia page. Was there Google back then? Oh, my God, yes. Or was it, like, Yahoo? (laughs) I never (laughs) I'm going to go Yahoo this. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I'm going to go ask Jeeves about this. Um, No, I would, like, go Google it. I would go find the Wikipedia article. I would learn everything about it. And then this song came on, this Kanye song came on, and I was like, whoa, why is this on my college rock radio station? What's going on here? I don't like rap music, or at least I didn't think I did. But this song, the production of it, those horns that come in, it's just like such a cool vibe that I didn't really know about at the time could really happen in rap music. And so Mm -hmm. I was just like, wait, what's going on? What is this? And so I looked it up. I kind of knew that Kanye West was a producer. Yeah. He had produced so much stuff. This particular song, not produced by Kanye West. Really? It was produced by Just Blaze. He goes by Just Blaze. He's a producer. He's worked with, like, Jay-Z before. That's, like, kind of, I think, where he got his credibility. A lot Mm -hmm. of people know him from his work with him. He worked on an album with Jay-Z. Kanye worked on that album, too. It's called The Blueprint. That's, like, one of... Oh, what? Yeah, of course. (laughs) There you go. So, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He he produced a lot of songs there. I didn't know that at the time. I just, like, heard the song. I was like, oh, wow, this song's cool. I go to Wikipedia. I look at the credits. I'm like, oh, who's Just Blaze? Click on his thing. So, do you do that, too? Because I do this a lot. Is like, the second I hear a song or an album that I like... Mm-hmm. I'm immediately on Wikipedia wanting to know everything there yeah. is to know about this person. Right, right. And especially if it's like an artist that I hadn't heard before, I'm like, okay, I like this one song. I probably like at least 90% of their songs. Let me learn about everything they've ever done. That's where I was at the time. I'm like always into just exploring new music. Yeah. And I'm always into how people make music. When I heard the song, I was not in a band. I was okay. not thinking about making music. So you hadn't made any music at this point? Not at all. And you, were, you didn't even think... I didn't think that it was really like an option available to me. I had never touched an instrument in my life. I had never thought about doing that. You told me something earlier about your family and your upbringing. Oh, yeah. I mean, like music wasn't really a central part of my family life. My older brothers listened to music. Mm -hmm. We had a trip one time where me and my sister and my mom and my dad, we were going on a trip to Arizona. My dad was doing work, and, like, my dad is not pro-music. He's not pro-music. What do you mean? one might say anti-music. This is a whole religious conversation, which maybe you should start another podcast about that. That'd be really interesting. About music and religion? Yeah, so my dad is Muslim. And they don't like music. Yeah, it's, (laughs) you know, like, some people have differing kind of interpretations. Some people are very strict about it. Mm -hmm. The idea is, like, you know, you could be spending that time and energy devoted to your practice. That's for another conversation. However... And my mom, she loved to dance whenever she was young. She was six years old, dancing with all the high schoolers because she was so good. Oh. That yeah, that's the musical DNA that I have is okay. my mom. She's a dancer. She is a oh dancer. She's an amazing dancer. 
And so, like, I think she passed that on, and she she kind of recognized that me and my siblings, we love music, but it just wasn't really encouraged in the house. Yeah, and your dad um, was because not my a dad, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, we were in Phoenix, and we went to, I think it was Circuit City when we still had Circuit Cities. Mm-hmm. We went to Circuit City, and she got me and my sister our own CD players. Like a disc man. Yeah, yeah. So from then on, I learned how to, like, burn my own CDs. I was making CDs you for myself. You learned how to illegally download, download and yeah. make pirated cds okay exactly (laughs) wow thanks for spelling it out so explicitly (laughs) no okay (laughs) fine when you put it that way it sounds terrible it's okay we all did it it was like a thing back then that's true yeah yeah yeah. that was the only way that i knew how to like you know experience what i want to experience and so because of that it was just kind of i would listen to the cd player I would go take a shower, and I would just take an extra long shower, and I would just listen to music for a little bit. You and listen to, you have the headphones in? No, I would get shower. out of the shower. I'd be like done taking a shower, but I would leave the water on and listen to a few songs. Did you leave because the I, water on? That's so wasteful. Uh, okay, well, I was also <laughs> extremely young. I didn't understand the concept of, you know, conservation, all of that. I was okay. more like, but now here's my moment. I get to listen to one song. But now you're environmentally Now friendly. I'm extremely green, yes, okay. of course. But yeah, it was just, I would get these little moments here and there. And my mom kind of knew that. She encouraged that. But it wasn't really like a central part growing up. And so I never had access to instruments. So whenever I heard music, like what Kanye West was doing, learning that everything was sample-based was such a revelation to me. He didn't play any of these instruments himself on this album. The idea that you could just like make a whole song based on samples blew my mind and so that's when you started getting into yeah a rap music and b making yeah, your own music beat making and so like i mean i was very into the rappers themselves but i was more into the producers and so i would just okay. like listen to the producer discographies so like so who were your top producers would you say so the person that grabbed me first obviously was Kanye West and also just blaze but the first person that just made me feel like it wasn't just making beats for a rapper to rap over and that it was its own thing was a guy from detroit his name's jay dilla mm-hmm. he kind of opened my eyes to just it was just something different it was like you could make a rap beat be its own whole world and i just love that and so everything that he did i just started going really deep he just was super prolific early on he worked with a tribe called quest okay he did a lot of their stuff he worked with a detroit rap group called slum village Uh uh-huh he made a lot of his own albums probably his most popular work very emotional story he passed away in 2006 he was working on his last album called donuts so he would make a bunch of beat sketches for rappers and he would call them just like a little batch of donuts he would just send them to the rappers and like they would pick the ones that they liked did he send them a dozen probably (laughs) (laughs) he would send no he would send them way more he would send them like one minute long snippets and they would be like i like this one i like this one i like this one i like this one and then he would build that out into a full song so this was like a summation of his whole musical output came into this album but he was making it on his deathbed oh my god that's he was like sampling records he was just a genius at kind of chopping things up he would take a sample just break it all apart and then put it back together and you can't even tell what the original song was but then you would hear it and you're like oh my god he did that yeah and so that idea that ability i mean he was also a very talented music like he knew how to play all these other instruments but i didn't even know that what was really appealing to me was you didn't need any musical training in order to chop up a sample and put together a beat so is that how you started and that was something that i was super drawn to so your band brother sports is a rap duo if only (laughs) (laughs) no okay i know it's a rap duo but tell us a little bit about how that came yeah so that like 
I bonded with Anthony over making little rap beats. I would just like hear a sample, I would make little drums out of it, and then I would go find another sample, and then I would layer it over it, and then I would just make a beat. I had a SoundCloud of just a bunch of little sketches that I did, and one time I gave him a ride home from work. I didn't really know him. I stayed over at his place for a little bit. I was like, oh yeah, I make some songs. No one really knew that I made songs. I just did it fully for myself. I showed it to him, and he had such a positive reaction. Like There was this song called Battle Beat something, and he was like, that's awesome. And I thought it was awesome, but I didn't think anyone else would think it was awesome. And so that connection that we had, I was like, oh, we kind of hear things similarly. That's great. And so that kind of grew, you know, several years later. Since then, I've taught myself how to play the guitar and play the bass and play the keyboard and all that. So that's what you do in the band. That's what I do in the band. But when it comes to like writing songs, oftentimes I will make a little demo, very similar to how I used to make little rap beats. I would Mm -hmm. put together some drums. Now, instead of going finding samples, I'm just grabbing a guitar, plugging it into my computer and just playing little riffs here and there and I'm like oh that sounds cool and then I'll kind of build out verse chorus verse bridge blah 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 so I would do that and then I would kind of present them to him and then I would show him how to play the riffs that I played on the guitar and then we would sit in our house and we had a drum set we had amps and we would just play it and then he would come up with stuff and that was just the beginning of our musical collaboration of brother sports of brother sports yeah. and quickly tell me about this name it's not really anything in particular we spent a really long time trying to think of a name i'm like a super i guess like a discerning person i'm like okay. a, That's i want a things great to be word, just right thank you discerning i want things to be just right Anthony is kind of off the rails, flying by the seat of his pants at all times. And so it's really easy for him to move from one idea to the next. And so I think of myself sometimes like quality control. I'm like, that's not cool. That's cool. That's not cool. And so he was just constantly coming up with names. We both had a note in our phone, maybe like 200 name options, just like we would just scroll through them. And every now and then we would just throw them back and forth. And he was really stuck on the idea of our band being just called Brothers. I'm like, oh man, I get it. But it's just like... The SEO on that can't be good. Right. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. It's like too much confidence. Like you just you can't just Google, Google the word brothers. brothers. No, but it was just like too on the nose, too obvious. And we were kind of living with that option. And then one day we both got home from work. I remember very vividly, we were like standing in our kitchen. And I like the idea of the word brother, but another word with it. Brother something or something brother. And then he just says, brother this, brother that, brother sports. And we both just had this light bulb moment. We both looked at each other and was like, okay, that's it. That's the thing that we were looking for, that feeling where we both just click. And so subconsciously there, I mean, it wasn't a deliberate thing at all, but a lot of people ask us, oh, Brother Sport's like the Animal Collective song. There's an Animal Collective song. Called Brother Sport? Called Brother Sport. Okay. Ours has the S on the end, but it's like an album that we both listen to, that we both really like. I don't know. It's not really a distillation of what we do. It's a word that works. It's kind of like a reference, but it's not really a reference. Mm-hmm. It's more about that experience where something happens, it clicks, and you're like, yes, go with so this So it just feeling. worked. It just worked, yeah. The thing that I like about it is like it's two simple words. Everyone's heard of the word brother. Everyone's heard of the word sports. You haven't really necessarily heard them together. Or if you have, it's from the Animal Collective thing. It just like doesn't mean too much, but it means just enough. You can kind of like give you. Yeah, it's, give it, it can be um, memorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I like the name. Okay, speaking of names, mm-hmm. the next song that is your song mm-hmm. has a weird band name. Yeah. Well, what I think is like a very random band name. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I mean, you might not agree. Yeah, and also speaking of sports. And also speaking of sports, so yeah. let's go into that song. Yeah. And I didn't realize what they rhyme. Yeah. Brother Sports. And, okay, and and just, what, we're going to play it now. Okay. Still 
lives there Look back again And lock the door Yeah, I maintain I still remain One man solitary And no city One man solitary And no city One man solitary And no city Folks, he did it again. I put this song on and he was like, oh my God, I love this song. I love this song, yeah. Okay, so Brother Sports rhymes with? Parquet courts. Parquet courts. So is that like parquet flooring? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. But on basketball courts? Yes, exactly. You got it. That's a very creative name. It is a creative name. And it looks cool. I like that it has a Q in it. Um, my name just like your name yeah, yeah. but you don't have a u so your Those name straight. is good for nothing <laughs> <laughs> sorry what i meant to say is no anagrams that's possible. true not useful <laughs> yeah having a q and no u is not useful for anagrams that's true okay but parquet but courts parquet, they have a q and they u. have a q and a u so that's and good they are a band that you like they're a band that i like a lot yeah and the name of the song is it's called one man no city and why why this song yeah oh man i love this song I have a playlist in my Spotify of songs that are over six minutes that I will always play through every single time I hear them. That's the whole title of okay. the playlist. Okay, how many songs are on this playlist? It's like at least at least I like ten or this. fifteen. I'll like, show who you. Else yeah. is on it? So actually, I was inspired to make this after David Bowie passed away. Oh I realized God. that every single time Heroes comes on. From episode seven with mm-hmm. Freddie. Every time that song comes on, I have to listen to the whole thing. And it's a really long song, but that was just like this idea that I had. I realized, wow, every time I hear this song, I have to listen to the whole thing. And there's an LCD Sound System song called All I Want, which seems like it's from the same musical DNA as Heroes. Okay. And there's just like a bunch of, I don't know. I mean, like, okay, I those need, are the two. I need to see Yeah, it. I'll show you after this because is done. This song at the end of this song mm-hmm. the last four minutes is instrumental yeah it's just and yeah. the songs that i listen to that are longer than six minutes are mm-hmm. mostly instrumental yeah yeah but are the songs on your six minutes song playlist instrumental? instrumental not usually but they often have really long instrumental passages okay. and that's something that i i think something that i was always drawn to in music was songs that have these really long jam parts or instrumental parts hendrix yes because it had this vibe sort of like an unattainable vibe to me because I didn't play an instrument. But then whenever I started playing music myself, this song in particular kind of broke that for me and made me realize it's not about being like a virtuoso. Yeah, it's not about being like a perfect musician. It's about just capturing an energy. When you're saying that, I'm thinking more of Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, yeah. He was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But he allowed for those errors. Yeah. that, That gave character and you could just feel it the way he was playing even if it wasn't 100% perfect yeah and this song really influenced the way that I play live I mean really yeah the way that the song finishes the way that the song is put together we'll get to a part in a song where we know part where we're just gonna kind of like jam through we're gonna feel it out and I have generally sketched out what I'm gonna do but it's not the same at every show I yeah. kind of just like go with it sometimes if it's a more quiet show I'll tone it down but if I'm having a good time there's a lot of people in yeah. the, the show there are parts of the show where I'll just get off the stage and I'll like go walk up to someone that has been having a really good time with the show and I'll be like, what's up? And just feeling it out. One thing that this song in particular reminds me of, the idea of like imposter syndrome is something that I always feel whenever I'm playing music. Is this... What is what is that? Imposter syndrome? Imposter I think it's Sheryl Sandberg. Okay. I don't know if she's the first one to mention this, but it's a term that stuck with me and anytime anyone mentions it, it's something that just like really resonates with me in a creative space mm-hmm. where... 
you're not really sure if you belong. You look around at the landscape and you're like, okay. everyone is so good at this. It's so natural for someone. Yeah, like, so you feel, I mean, it's like a like lot a bit of, of a fake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get that. It's an alarmingly common thing. It's particularly common, like in the workplace. It's a kind of like a feminist idea where you know, women in the workplace they they feel like they have to work twice as hard to be mm-hmm. seen as an equal. I feel that particularly like in the music space, especially in Austin. There's yeah. so many bands. Yeah. Every fucking day, there's a new band that you hear about. Everyone seems better than me at everything yeah. like they're like more popular and i just go down the spiral but then i heard a song like this and the last three minutes is just i mean it's really good they're really great guitar players but they're also not doing anything so insane they're just like what if we just spend three minutes having a really good time yeah and that's something that i've taken to heart well i think there's credence to the saying fake it till you make it mm-hmm. in a way like you have to just pretend yeah you have to just be confident in yourself yeah Yeah, exactly and at one point people will start and i i think actually you might not ever feel like you're good enough right right you're at that level but that's normal yeah no that's true and i mean i think i also value that because it makes me feel like there's always room to improve yeah but also you put it perfect like the idea of fake until you make it is so important because you can't be on the stage and look like you don't belong yeah because if you act like you you're up there and you feel good and you're having a good time everyone in the audience is gonna be like oh he clearly knows what he's doing um because i was there i used to just go to shows and i would go like i'm just you know i'm just here i just want to have a good time and if you're having a good time i'm gonna have a good time we're both having a good time everyone's having a good time it's all good can you say good time one more time one more time yeah we're all having a good time (laughs) you and i are having a good time on this podcast music on repeat it's a good time but yeah it's so much more simple than everyone's making it it doesn't take a genius have a good time that should be a quote on some wall or it is something. well it is now in like a club it doesn't yeah. take a genius to it have doesn't. a good time and i think all the bands i really like i just always put them on a pedestal and then i realize exactly that you don't need to be like a perfect musician or to like give people what they want which is what i want which is just to have a really good time listening to music and but i think that's with a lot of things i mean you don't have to be perfect i mean there's some people that get pissed off if they're not the best yeah yeah but i think a lot of people when they're being creative they focus on the end goal, mm-hmm. but they don't spend enough time thinking about the creative process. And yeah. that's the part that you're supposed to enjoy. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be doing it because you enjoy it, yeah. right? So the creative process is the part where you should be having fun. And big up to Jimmy, my friend Jimmy, because yeah. he's the one that gave me this advice. Yeah. And also, I thought you meant Jimi Hendrix for a second. But no, also that was Jimmy, just from, Jimmy from, from episode, episode one. one. Yeah. <laughs> But that's part of it, you know? It's like you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to even be successful. But as long as you're enjoying the process, it changes everything. And also, I mean, that's why... I love music a lot. There was a period of time in my life where I was just in solitude making beats and making songs by myself. But the reason that this partnership that I have with Anthony is like so meaningful and is taking on a life of its own is because I'm very much a perfectionist about stuff. Mm -hmm. It's easy for me to forget what you're talking about right now. Anthony will never forget. He lives in that space where if it doesn't feel good, if it's not fun, we're doing it wrong. I get caught up in like, oh man, we need to do this right. And he's like, we need to have fun. And if if you do the right things, the results will come about on their own. It's funny that you think that because the way that you're talking about it, to me, it sounds like it's coming from a place of passion it, yeah, than yeah. a place of perfection. Oh, quote yeah. Unquote, well, perfection. right, right. That's my struggle all the time. I'm like a very much a person of extremes. As I'm talking about it right now, kind of analytically, I know all this stuff. Yeah, it is from a place of like, I fucking love playing songs. I love having a good time. And I love the song that we just listened to because I get all the way through it. And I'm like, damn, they just 
jam for three minutes and then someone in the studio when they were recording was like okay FYI at this time we're all gonna hit this chord and then we're gonna hit one more chord and then the song's done Mm -hmm. who came up with that how long they decided to do that mystery to me but that's like a perfect balance of they were having a good time but there was also structure to it yeah sometimes I personally get too caught up on the structure and sometimes I think Anthony gets too caught up and just like just needs to be fun don't worry about the structure we balance each other a lot in that respect and that is super important so we need each other in order to make this work and that's why I like it's like a relationship yeah okay so brother sports is your band playing anytime soon I guess in the DC Austin or Barcelona area Austin 100% yes DC probably sooner rather than later Barcelona hopefully really soon so South by Southwest is coming up are you guys headlining (laughs) (laughs) not this year they're talking to us about next year we'll figure it out we'll have to get the contract but you said you're playing some gigs Um, we have a couple of shows during South by Southwest doing some neat stuff and then after that we're gonna have an EP coming out Uh we're gonna be playing release shows around town hopefully making a tour out of it playing in San Antonio which is where I'm from originally playing in Houston which is where Anthony's originally from Cool. and just kind of trying to work our way either west or east or whoever will have us around the country and then the dream is to play around the world be able to travel the world doing something that i love well so, i'm gonna support you along the way well i'm doing it right now you literally really. are i'm literally doing it right that's now that's true okay two more questions mm-hmm. one you're a huge fan of my podcast i am and you have some playlists based on my podcast that's true well, not really but based on the yeah. name and based on <clears throat> the idea of music on repeat can you do a little promotion for me of course and talk about these playlists yeah you know? Yeah, no, I mean, that's the reason that I'm so drawn to this podcast. It's just an idea that I think we both share. Yep. I was looking at this yesterday. I realized I've actually been doing this for over four years. Four years. Every month, the first of the month, I start a new playlist of the things that like I come across. It can be brand new songs. It can be really old songs. I'm anything gonna, that I'm going to give across. you some new songs after that's this. That's great. That's going to be put in my... First. And the thing that I like about it is it's a great way for me to listen to songs that I really want to listen to, but also it's kind of like a little diary of my life based on the song. So like I can scroll through all my old songs. So I was like, oh, this was the person I was talking to at this time. Like, oh, this is what was I was going through at this time, or this album came out at this time, or this was what I was thinking about. So yeah, you show me some songs, I'll add it to my March Jam songs. And then, you know, four years later, I'm going to scroll back through my March Jams from 2018. I'm be like, oh my God, that's when I did music on repeat. Yeah. Now it's like blown out of control. I know. Okay, awesome. And final question. Uh You're from Texas, so where the hell is your accent? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. Well, I mean, my dad was born in Pakistan. My mom was born in Mexico. I don't know what exactly I sound like, but... Uh, You sound like extremely American in my head, yeah. Okay, well, whatever. You're pretty much America. I am America. (laughs) (laughs) The melting pot of... The melting pot. Um, Yeah, Um, I don't know where my accent is. Okay, awesome. Well, we are out of time. Uh Uh-huh. But thank you so much, Isak, for coming. It was truly an honor. I mean, we've been talking about this for so long. For so I mean, long. Bef- before it was even before music it was on even repeat. Before thing, we were talking about That's it. That's true. So it's been in my mind. If you haven't noticed already, I've spent a lot of time thinking about what songs I would choose. Yeah, I had noticed when you <laughs> because didn't you asked, send me the songs, and yeah. then you sent me the songs, and then you said, wait, yeah. no, and then you changed them, and then I gave you a deadline, and then you didn't hit the deadline. Yeah. 
but <laughs> and like yeah to this day i was thinking about changing it this morning okay, but no, i knew i didn't want to mess with you were process. losing you were losing sleep over this i literally was it took me forever to pick my song because you know i had to pick exactly the right songs it had to mean something it had to mean a lot it's kind of like getting a tattoo yeah i don't know for your first one i guess you can't just get anything it has to be just the right one so yeah. i'm kind of thinking of this podcast like a tattoo it's permanent yeah it's, it's gonna be out there on the record. cloud which means I had a hundred songs that I could have picked for my old song. I have a hundred songs that I could pick for right now. That but means I, I need to do you another. You picked two. I did. Good these job. were the ones I felt good about these. And but, you know, we're going to need part two at some point. All right. Well, next time you're in Barcelona. Next time. That well, would be the first, first time. time in Barcelona. First time you're in Barcelona. Okay. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you, Isak. Yes. I had to think twice before I said that. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> for taking the time to be here. Thank tonight. you. So much for having me. And we're going to play out with your song. Oh, yeah. With the Brother Sports. That's true. Single. Yeah, I'll wait for you. Upcoming called, EP. Yes. I'll wait called, for you. I'll wait for you. Yeah. And I'll wait for you until you're in Barcelona. Oh, my God. Perfect. Okay. Well, thanks, everyone. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That's right, you know the truth